RTHK, the news at one with Sean Kennedy. The headlines, lawmakers and logistics industry representatives urge the government to help brownfield site operators affected by land resumption. The government plans to table a bill in LegCo doubling the fine for littering in a bid to increase its deterrent value. And MTR services on the East Rail line start to return to normal after being disrupted for about an hour. Lawmakers and logistic industry representatives are urging the government to help relocate brownfield site operators affected by land resumption before taking back such plots for redevelopment. The administration plans to reclaim around half of the 1,600 hectares of brownfield sites in the new territories. Currently, some operation to brownfield sites involve logistics firms, warehouses, open storage facilities and vehicle maintenance workshops. Legislator Low Wai Kwok says officials should formulate long-term plans to help the sector. What I'm advocating is the government has to have medium and long-term land policy, manpower policy, and also industrial policy. Some of the operators on this brownfield land may choose to retire, but the different sector, but the industrial sector, have to survive. And they are important part of the different business chain in Hong Kong. Just later, Edward Lau suggested moving affected brownfield operators to agricultural sites in the Greenbelt before the first batch of multi-storey buildings and modern logistics facilities for them are to be ready in 2027. But Development Secretary Bernadette Lin said this might not be practical. If the green belts are located in the vicinity of the convenient locations, I'm sure that they must have been teased out for the urgent housing development. If they are not close to road infrastructure, the formation costs would be much higher. Is it appropriate for the brownfield operators to use as alternative sites? The government has proposed doubling the fine for littering to $3,000. The chief executive said in his policy address in October that officials were looking into raising the penalty. In papers submitted to LegCo, the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department says shops obstructing public places and depositing construction waste unlawfully would also be subject to a $6,000 fine, four times the current level. It says it plans to table a bill to LegCo in the second quarter of next year at the earliest. The MTR says services on the East Rail line are gradually returning to normal after being disrupted for about an hour. Train services between Sha Tin and Kowloon Tong were suspended after a person trespassed onto the track at Tai Wai Station. The rail operator had arranged free shuttle buses to run between Sha Tin and Kowloon Tong. President Xi Jinping is to arrive in Saudi Arabia today for his first visit to the kingdom in six years. During his stay, President Xi will meet King Salman and the Gulf States de facto leader Mohammed bin Salman and attend regional summits. China is Saudi Arabia's biggest trade partner. Turning overseas, a court in New York has convicted Donald Trump's family at real estate business of 17 counts of tax fraud and other financial crimes. Prosecutors described the company as having a culture of fraud and deception. Mr Trump said the trial was politically motivated. The BBC's Michelle Fleury reports. The Trump Organization and its chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, had been accused of enriching themselves with off-the-books perks, such as apartments and luxury cars, to make up for lower salaries and to lower the company's tax bill. While Donald Trump was not personally on trial, prosecutors insisted he was aware of the scheme because Alan Weisselberg's position as CFO meant he was entrusted to act on the company's behalf. After deliberating for around 12 hours, a New York jury concluded the former president's company was guilty on all counts, including a scheme to defraud, conspiracy, criminal tax fraud and falsifying business records. 
Sentencing will take place on January 13th. The Financial Times legal correspondent Joe Miller was outside the courthouse in New York. So all of the various allegations that have been made against um, Donald Trump and his businesses over the years, um, it's fair to say that very few people thought that his business empire would be tried in this court under criminal charges, uh, let alone be found guilty. And the history of this case that was originally brought uh, last year is one in which prosecutors were really unsure of its merits and really unsure if they were able to prove that the fact that the um, Trump organization gave some of its executives quite egregious perks off the books without properly declaring them um, as uh, taxable income, uh, whether they could really try that case and get a conviction. In the U.S. state of Georgia, the Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock has beaten the Republican former football star Herschel Walker to win the last Senate seat up for grabs in the midterm elections. The Democrats now have a 51 to 49 seat majority in the Senate. The result will make it slightly easier for them to advance President Biden's nominee for nominees for judicial and administrative appointments. It's also another blow to Donald Trump, who publicly backed Herschel Walker. It completes a disappointing round of elections for the Republicans who have slipped back in the Senate and failed to perform as well as expected in elections for the House of Representatives. A court in Argentina has sentenced the Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner to six years in prison for corruption. The court also banned her from public office for life. Ms Fernandez had denied fraudulently awarding public contracts to a friend while serving as the country's president. She's expected to appeal against the conviction and would remain free as an elected senator during that process. The BBC's Katie Watson has more. This sentencing is unprecedented. It's the first time ever that a vice president has been convicted of a crime while in office. A panel of judges found Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner guilty of fraud, but rejected a charge that she was running a criminal organization. While the charges are serious, accused of a fraud scheme that embezzled $1 billion of public money, it's unlikely she'll go to jail anytime soon. Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who's firmly denied the charges, will be able to appeal the conviction, and that could take years. In the meantime, she remains immune from arrest as long as she remains in a government role. The verdict was read out by the judge, George Gorini. To sentence Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner to six years imprisonment, disqualification from holding public office for life, and to pay the costs of the proceedings for being considered criminally responsible for fraudulent administration to the detriment of public administration. Albania's Prime Minister says the countries of the Western Balkans have made immense progress towards membership of the European Union. Eddie Rama made his comments after an EU Western Balkans summit in the capital, Tirana. Here's the BBC's Guy Delorny. Eddie Rama declared that he'd never given up faith in the European Union, but Albania's Prime Minister has certainly changed his tune since June at the previous EU Western Balkans summit. Back then, he said it was a disgrace that Brussels was dragging its feet over membership for the six countries of the Western Balkans. This time round, Mr Rama played the ebullient host, and he credited the war in Ukraine for heightening concerns about the influence of Russia and China in the Balkans and shifting the EU's stance towards expansion. In a joint declaration, the bloc's leaders called for the acceleration of the accession process. A major United Nations conference on preserving biodiversity worldwide has opened in the Canadian city of Montreal. More than 10,000 delegates are taking part. 
Over the next two weeks, they'll try to agree how to stem habitat loss and preserve sensitive ecosystems. In her opening comments, one of the conference's executives, Elizabeth Maruma Marema, said failing ecosystems were damaging the global economy. The loss of biodiversity has never reached the rate it is in the history of humankind. Even the recent WWF Living Planet report told us out of the monitored wildlife population, since 1970, 69% have completely dropped. These are not simple numbers. And we know half of the global GDP is dependent on biodiversity and ecosystem services it provides. The video sharing app TikTok has released its top music artists and the most shared songs for 2022. In the top 10 are several household names such as Lizzo, Farrell Williams and Willow Smith. The chart was calculated using the total number of times the songs were played in video made by users of the app. The US technology giant Apple is being sued by two women who say its AirTags product designed to prevent keys and wallets being lost, was used to stalk them. The AirTags use a Bluetooth signal which can be picked up on Apple's Find My app. The BBC's James Clayton reports from San Francisco. Small, round and discreet, Apple AirTags are great for finding your lost keys. But two women who filed the lawsuit in a San Francisco court said they'd also been used to help their former partners stalk them. The lawsuit also says that AirTags have been used in three murders in the US. Earlier this year, the BBC reported that several women had found unwanted AirTags tracking them. Apple has not yet responded to the BBC's request for comment, though previously it said that AirTags include measures such as on-screen notifications that help to prevent unwanted tracking. And Apple has announced the biggest upgrade to the App Store pricing system since the launch of the shop, allowing developers to charge from 29 cents to 10,000 US dollars for their offerings. The tech giant said enhanced pricing options will be available for all transactions at the App Store by spring of next year, along with new capabilities intended to make it easier for those offering their wares to manage sales, returns, taxes and other features. The change from Apple's long-held 99-cent price floor comes as the Silicon Valley titan fends off accusations of having a monopolistic grip on the App Store that acts as the lone gateway onto iPhones. Apple last year agreed to expand pricing options at the App Store as part of a $100 million US dollar settlement to resolve a class-action lawsuit filed by US developers. China's imports and exports plunged in November to levels not seen since early 2020. Official figures show that November imports fell 10.6% year-on-year, the biggest fall since May 2020. Exports fell by 8.7% year-on-year, the biggest drop since February 2020. The threat of recession in the United States and Europe, coupled with soaring energy prices, is weakening demand for Chinese products. Sport Now and Morocco have ousted Spain from the World Cup and will meet Portugal in the quarterfinals. The Moroccans reached the last eight for the first time by beating Spain 3-0 on penalties in a last 16 contest that ended without a goal. More from the BBC's John Bennett. History for Morocco. In the first half, Spain dominated possession, but the North African side created the game's best chances. After the break, Spain seemed happy to play sideways, patiently waiting for openings. Morata came on and flashed across low past the keeper, but no Spain player slid in. The game inevitably went to extra time and Morocco had a wonderful opportunity, Chidira forcing a great one-on-one save from Simon. 
Meanwhile, Spain pushed for a winner with some heroic Moroccan defending, keeping them at bay. A substitute fatty energised the attack. Sarabia hit the post late on. Then came the penalty shootout. Sarabia, Soler and Busquets all failed to score in an amazing atmosphere as the whistles of the Morocco fans had an impact. Then their star man Ashraf Hakimi scored the winner with a wonderful penenka. Portugal claimed the last quarterfinal spot with a 6-1 thrashing of Switzerland. Gonzalo Ramos scored a hat-trick on his first World Cup start. It vindicated the team selection by manager Fernando Santos, who opted to drop Cristiano Ronaldo. The BBC's Maz Faruqi has more details. The Portugal boss Fernando Santos made a big gamble for this knockout game, but it paid off in some style with 21-year-old Gonzalo Ramos picked in place of Cristiano Ronaldo in the starting eleven, scoring a hat-trick on his first international start. It's the first time in 31 games that Ronaldo hasn't started in a major tournament for his country, but by the time he came on as a substitute for Ramos in the second half, the game was out of sight for Switzerland, with 39-year-old Pepe, Rafael Guerrero and Rafael Leao all also on the score sheet. Manchester City's Manuel Akanji pulled one back in the second half to make it 4-1 at one point, but in truth, Switzerland were never in this game. Portugal will now play in the quarterfinals on Saturday. Cricket now and India's opening batsman Shikhar Dhawan believes his side will bounce back in the three-match one-day international series against Bangladesh despite a shock defeat in the opening match. Tailender Mahidi Hazan Miraz hit an unbeaten 38 and put on a record 10th wicket stand as Bangladesh edged out India by one wicket to take a 1-0 lead in Sunday's thriller match in Dhaka. A win in today's game would give Bangladesh their second successive ODI series victory over India, having taken the honours 2-1 the last time India visited Dhaka in 2015. And Steve Smith will captain Australia in the second test against West Indies after the skipper Pat Cummins was ruled out due to injury. He'll be replaced by Scott Boland. The pace spearhead has been nursing a mild thigh problem and didn't bowl on the last two days of the opening test in Perth, which Australia won by 164 runs. Tennis and officials in Adelaide said Novak Djokovic will begin his bid for a 10th Australian Open title at the Adelaide International after the Serbian was granted a visa to enter the country. The world number five missed the opening Grand Slam of 2022 when he was deported over his vaccine status. And on to the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. It'll be mainly fine dry this afternoon with moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook, it'll be fine and dry with cool mornings in the next few days and the temperature differential between day and night will be relatively large. To end the news, the top stories once again. Lawmakers and logistics industry representatives urge the government to help brownfield site operators affected by land resumption. And the government plans to table a bill in Legco, doubling the fine for littering in a bid to increase its deterrent value. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Girl 
Three and still believe good afternoon. 19 past one o'clock. The Brew here on Radio 3. Wednesday means classical music day, so we're going to welcome back our mate Paul Archibald. In a few minutes after this lot, it's Taylor Swift. Tired of my scheming. Oh. 